is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Red Belt Report. The monthly podcast where we talk about the latest goings-on in UFC and MMA in general. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm Brooks. And we're back. We're back from our little hiatus. If you listen to the Redbox Report, you know. Got a new house. Took some time, but, you know, now we're back up and running. Excited to get things back back in rhythm. Beautiful house, by the way. Yeah. You came over for the UFC 200. Yeah. You didn't get the grand tour, but you saw the main room. Yeah, main uh, floor. Thank you, thank you. We like it. But uh fight game don't stop for anybody. So we got <laughs> a lot of catching up to do. A lot of shit happened since uh, yeah. I think it was like late March or early April was our last podcast. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And I guess we'll just reset up how we how we do it. We are uh we have our own podcast feed now. You just search the Red Belt Report on iTunes. It will still come in through the Red Box Report if you listen to both. Um, yeah, we're going to do this, start to change it up a little bit. We were doing like every other week in the beginning, but I think we're going to just try to do it after the week following each UFC pay-per-view event, if we can make that happen. Yeah, a couple of the big stuff. Yeah, just give us more to talk about in each episode, and I don't know, just to pace it out better. We have a, we'll have our own numbered events just like they do. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, we have rankings updated for July following last week's cards. Or yeah, in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, uh, we have the rankings up on the RedboxReport.com. You can find it there. Was well, there was a lot of changing to do there? Yeah, there was a whole bunch. I mean. I wish I had the old ones to compare. I probably do, but with the with the new ones. But I mean, it's been I've nothing but all the few events in a row. Upset Central International Fight Week. Yeah, I mean, now Michael Bisbing is in the top ten oh, yeah. pound for pound. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's probably the biggest upset of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to get to that when we, as we count yeah. we go through the cards. But um, just thinking. The big change here is John Jones, number five, pound for pound, after all the yeah. shit going down there. Yeah, you I'm didn't even put him on your that. pound for pound. No, I didn't. I realized that. He's still my number one. I didn't pull him from my light heavy. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I could kind of see where you're going there. I mean, yeah. if he gets officially suspended for the two years, I'll, I'll probably have to do something on my end as well. Yeah. But I guess... We should sp- talk about that. The I mean, I, I was actually really surprised to see him at number five in the official pound for pound. Is he? Well, I mean, well, not like on our official on our website here. Yeah, he's number one for me, number zero for you. So I guess five is right in the middle. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So uh, is, that, is, is that our official rankings? Yeah. Okay. Or combined, me and you. <laughs> gotcha. I thought it was pulled from another source. Never. We are the only source. <laughs> but yeah, I guess 
we should just get right into it. Uh, John Jones tested positive for yeah. steroids. Well, I guess well, we don't know if it's technically steroids. Blockers. That's the rumor. Is it official yet? Uh, yeah, the, the state of uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission said it in the meeting the other day. Damn. Right. said the substances too, but I forget what they were. Yeah, so three days before UFC 200, he, it's announced he's pulled from the fight for a USADA uh, performance enhancing drug test. <laughs> positive. And then uh, a week after UFC 200, Brock Lesnar gets tested positive for the same exact thing. Yeah, insanity. I mean, the John Jones things, I've never seen anything like that. I, like, when I got on the computer at, like, midnight and saw this going down, it was... I mean, that was insanity. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. And then the fact that they were able to get Anderson Silva to step in at the last yeah. second. I mean, yeah. I think Not they made best. the best of a bad situation. Yeah, for sure. But I never thought John Jones would, you know, use... It just, I don't know, it reminds me... I guess I should never be surprised after Anderson Silva, but it reminds yeah, me a lot about that. I mean, guys yeah, in his prime... Well, it is. It's. I mean, it's tough to be surprised. The Anderson was really surprising, but now it's kind of like it's left and right now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> another guy tested, or you know, has a possible positive test today. George Sullivan had to be pulled from UFC on Fox Twenty coming up this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Chad Mendez gets a two-year suspension, officially handed down. Now, is what was he taking? Is that steroids? That's pretty much straight injection steroids that he got caught with. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, I guess it, it goes to tell you, you saw it ain't messing around. It's probably, they keep saying it's the best drug testing policy in all sports, and I'm inclined to agree with them at this point. It's shown. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the moral of the story, don't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get caught. Speaking of cheaters, uh, pro cop is going to fight in Japan. Yeah. It's like a tournament with yeah. uh, Vanderlei, yeah, and they yeah. get buys into the second round. It's crazy. They just let them fight over there. Unregulated. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. it's a whole other world. Just like when Bellator was going to take Kimbo to London, to even though yeah, like, <laughs> he suspended. <it> just <laughs> yeah. And well, Texas only gives out like 30 and 90 day suspensions, which is baffling. Yeah, it is. And not to mention, he obviously had some health issues, and they probably would have just gone. Could you imagine if he died in the ring or some crazy shit? Like I know, that? That's crazy as hell. Yeah, I mean, Bellator—they're already a step down as far as competing with the UFC, and this kind of stuff doesn't help. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Yeah, man, I'm so disappointed with Jones. One of my favorite fighters. Hopefully. I mean, I guess he's going to get two years. Seems yeah. pretty inevitable at this point. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, clearly, the way his uh, quote-unquote apology slash denial went, you knew it was not a not a tainted supplement just from the way he was acting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, usually, like the last couple guys, Romero and Tim Means, they like immediately fought it. And it was pretty clear from the start. It was yeah, even Ma- even Machida. Yeah, 
like mm. from the start, from the get-go, and just the way John Jones was acting and just pretty much immediately saying, I'll be seeing you guys in two years and I'm going to take it as a positive and yeah. whatnot. So, I mean, it was pretty much admit, admitting guilt. Yeah. Yep. Definitely did not go in his favor that press conference, I would say. No, that was a bad idea. I think Brock Lesnar had the right idea. Like, yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. I'm going to go yeah. back to wrestling. Stay away from the media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to quote the great Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers, about Brock Lesnar. I mean, just that was a no-brainer. Of course he tested positive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You look like the incredible you know, Hulk out there. You look more muscular than I've ever seen him. Yeah. He's 39. It's funny. He, <laughs> yeah. He tested, or he passed the first five, and then he failed the sixth and in competition. Yep. Uh, I don't know how steroids work, but I guess that was just the way he was taking them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's cycle, maybe. He just got lucky with the first five where he was off cycle. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, but let's see. What else huge news happened in this three-month span? Ariel Hawani, the great reporter for MMAfighting.com, was permanently banned for life from the UFC event. For two days. <laughs> yeah, for two days after... He reported about the Brock Lesnar fighting at UFC 200. Yeah, jumped the gun on it. Um, yeah, that whole mess happened. Came and went in the time since we've been gone, but uh, pretty much completely on Ariel's side, as most people are on this. Yeah, me uh, yeah, also. I mean, he's a reporter. He's got to report. If he's confirmed through multiple sources, you run with the story. That's how the man makes his money. Yeah. And, uh, journalist. Obviously, the UFC... They're just used to getting whatever they want, getting their way, muscling people around, and for once, people actually fought back, and yeah, they relented. Big time. Yeah. Big time. The takeaway from that, which I really like, is now every time they show Ariel on camera at a press conference or something, it's a huge ovation. Yeah, yeah. Like, bigger than fighters. I love it. I know. Even, like, when Daniel Cormier yeah, and all are on his <clears throat> podcast, I like how... They're giving him props and saying they're pretty much taking his side over their employers. Yeah. Definitely, uh, it was bullshit. <laughs> Alright, well, before we get into the fights, catch up on all the results, go over what we thought, if there was any close decisions we thought should have went the other way. A couple things. I've, since our last podcast, I started writing about MMA. Uh, mostly UFC, though. Uh, for BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com, I wrote 3,000 words previewing UFC 200. I'm doing a monthly five fights to watch in X month column. Um, just in a, in a, anytime there's a UFC pay-per-view event, I will be doing a you know post-mortem a couple days after the event, just writing about the aftermath of everything. Nice. Enjoying That's that. Awesome. Enjoying it. Uh, also, yeah, I've liked it. You really? You read it? Yeah. Nice. The, the UFC 200, man, that was, I couldn't believe how much you wrote about it. And, uh, two days before, it's, yeah, <laughs> pretty much all changed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard about how great John Jones versus Cormier is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was ruined, but still. Just, yeah. I was so excited for the event, the words just flowed out of my fingertips, like... Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I don't know if the quality <laughs> was good, but it was fun to write. And hopefully, yeah, 
I'll just keep it going. But uh, also, I wanted to give a shout out to this computer game that I just recently found called World of Mixed Martial Arts 4 on the computer. You can find it at, I think it's graydogsoftware.com. Um, shocked I'd never heard of it before. It's basically like a, yeah, a sports simulator, like uh, OOTP out of the park baseball is for baseball. You just completely control an organization. You book the fights. You simulate the fights. They have month, like the rankings update after each event, and you have to sign these people to contracts. Pretty much anything you can think of, it's on there. And I downloaded awesome. the. It is. It's awesome. Been playing it any chance I can get. Um, I've there's a mod out there, Modern Warriors Five or something where, and I'm playing as Dana White with the UFC really? matchmaking. And uh, that's awesome. <laughs> if my simulation is anything to be believed, Conor McGregor is going to have a rough year. Yeah, <laughs> he, he lost the rematch to Nate, and then lost the title unification bout <clears throat> to Jose Aldo. Oh, shit. Had to run to lightweight with his tail between his legs. <laughs> we'll see I what can't happens. Wait to play that game. Yeah, the only thing was it was thirty-five bucks, which for a game I never heard of, I really <laughs> went on a limb and yes. actually bought it just because I was like, man, I loved OTP. This would be perfect if it's everything I think it could be. Luckily, yeah. it was. So that's awesome. And I never even heard of it, and I'm been looking I've for this kind of games and everything and just never seen it so it's out there if anyone is interested in the way that sounds definitely buy it definitely play it alright you ready to get down to it alright let's go back and let's get in our DeLorean set the set the clock for uh, April 9th, I don't know, whatever it was, early April for <laughs> Ultimate Fight Night 86. Here we go. <laughs> In the main event, Junior Dos Santos defeated Ben Rothwell by unanimous decision. Did you happen yeah. to see this fight? I did, but I cannot remember many details of it. Yeah, I think basically, you know, going into this fight, at least I had written off Junior JDS as a high level heavyweight yeah, anymore. Born. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was shot. Rothwell was on getting up there with the run. Yeah, he was uh, on a roll. He just beat Josh Barnett. He was on like a three or four fight win streak. But DeSantos came out and just put it to him. He looked like the DeSantos of old. Looked great. I don't know if it was just that Ben Rothwell wasn't as good as maybe he had been looking or if DeSantos, something just clicked and he's got back to his old game plan or if it was just a good matchup. For him, yeah, but uh, won a pretty wide decision, right? Yeah, it was pretty much fifty forty five or forty nine forty six, from what I can remember. Yeah, uh, but he looked really good. Uh, so I guess he's not out of the title picture just yet. Yeah, we'll see. we shall see the way he came last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean he'd have to win like two more fights probably to to yeah, get yeah. a shot or anything, and depend who the title holder is because I don't think they want to do JDS versus Kane four. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited for Alistar versus... Uh, Stipe! Yeah. yeah, man, that'll be good. Someone's going to get knocked out. Yeah. Hopefully not uh, Stipe. It's pretty cool they're doing it in Cleveland, too. Yeah. Like a hometown game. Let's get them another championship. <laughs> yeah. They're on a roll lately. 
Uh, but also on that card, the co-main event was Derek Lewis knocking out Gabriel Gonzaga with a first-round TKO. And uh, we'll talk more about Derek Lewis uh, in a little bit. But that was a nice knockout for him that yeah, night. Sure. Also, another nice knockout on UFC on Fox 19. Glover Teixeira <laughs> just completely wrecked Rashad Evans with a first round. That was devastating. Game. Completely devastating. Yeah, he went. it was like Leo Machida knockout all over again. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, he's been fighting all these injuries. He finally gets back. Uh, first, he lost to Ryan Bader, didn't he? Like, uh, Rashad? Yeah, like a year yeah, ago or something. So. Yeah. And then this, it's, I hate to say it, but he might want to just, like, go to training full-time for the Black Zillions or something, or... Cut down in middleweight. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know how Pretty much... That's his plan. Yeah, it's, you know, these fighters will never quit. Yeah. You got Dan Henderson getting his title shot coming up, but... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Glover Teixeira, though, I mean, good win for him. Gets him back in the mix, and he's going to be fighting Anthony Johnson for probably the next title challenger at light heavyweight on uh, UFC 202. I don't see Anthony Johnson as being championship worthy. No, see, it would have been much more exciting if John Jones didn't do steroids and beat uh, Cormier, because at least that could have gave us a fresh matchup. But yes. now, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe Cormier should go back to heavyweight at this point. He's a champion. He's never going to do that. I know, but it's a hard weight cut for him. There's really no intriguing matchups there. The, the light heavyweight's just going to be like one of the weakest divisions, I think, in the sport, money-wise, as far as like... He'll just get a couple more paydays and probably retire. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. It'd be a shame if... I mean, he was such a good heavyweight. It'd be a shame if he never got the UFC, fought for a UFC heavyweight championship. Yes. Especially if Kane is not the champion. Yeah, I don't know. He looks like he's on his way back up there. Yeah, he, he I does. Um, what, what do you feel about Glover? You think is he he just beat a shopworn fighter? Is he like uh, got any chance in the um, mix here? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he could beat. The top guys. DC or, yeah, probably be like a gatekeeper type figure for a while. And yeah, I'd be, as possible, I guess. I'd be shocked if he beat but like, it's only Anthony Johnson. Like, the top fights, yeah, me too. But, I mean, his only chance is like to knock him out. Yeah. Yep, that's for sure. I mean, he's no spring chicken. Yeah. It's a shame he spent, like, the majority of his prime in Brazil just being cans left and right. I know. It was Chuck Liddell was like talking, always talking about how incredible he was. Yeah. That would have been a nice fight. Yeah. But also on the Fox card, pretty big uh, women's strawweight fight between Rose Namajunas and Tisha oh, yeah, Torres. Rose and Tisha. It was a pretty close fight. Yeah, uh, it was. But Rose pulled it out. And she's going to be fighting also on, or no, she's going to be fighting, I think it's UFC 201 that we'll be talking about coming up. She's fighting again, probably for a chance at a title shot. But pretty big win to beat Tisha Torres, who was undefeated. Uh, she had previously beaten yeah. Rose Namunis in yeah. Invicta. 
and I'm glad Torres lost though because she's, I mean, she's definitely talented. She's skilled. She's a pretty good fighter, but she just has no ability to finish fights, and she's kind of a boring point fighter to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. At least at this point in her career, she's very tiny. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Rose. So I'm she, uh, she's improved rapidly. <laughs> yeah, she's like really she's tough as nails too. I think she, yes, yeah, definitely, and I love how she. She's not afraid to go for things. Like, she definitely doesn't lack finishing ability. I mean, yeah, not at all. I mean, she got dominated by Torres and Invicta before she was on Ultimate Fighter, and then I guarantee if she fought Carla Esparza again, it would not look the same way as it did in that finale. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited at the possibility of seeing her versus Joanna Champion. That would be yeah, a pretty exciting game. fight. Definitely. Well, let's get to UFC 197, one of four pay-per-views that happened in the time we were gone. Yeah. Maybe the last Jahan Jones fight until summer 2018, and it was not a pretty picture as he, I mean, he definitely won, like, every round of the fight against Irvin St. Preux, who stepped in for an injured Daniel Cormier at the last, a week, a couple weeks before the fight, um, but just did not look as sharp as John Jones usually looks. You would have thought he would come in and just wipe the floor and get a quick stoppage, and he just wasn't able to do it. Yeah, it was very lackluster. I mean, kind of boring. Yeah, it really was. Because the rest of the card was actually pretty good leading up to that, and that was kind yeah. of like, oh, man. It's a letdown. For sure. And we'll be getting to letdowns later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean... A lot of people were saying maybe Jones did this intentionally to not show Cormier anything. Yes, some people said the power lifting. Yeah, to me, this... All the steroids. I don't think it was part of the game, game plan. I think it this led to the steroids, in my opinion. Like, he's thinking to himself, I cannot have a performance like that again against Cormier, or, you know, he might be able to beat me, so let me just do something to give myself a little bit of an edge to get back to where I was. Yeah. That's my theory. I mean, we'll never know, but... Yeah, so that dud happened. I went to, went out to watch that fight. I was surprised that the other title fight was the much better fight. Demetrius Johnson knocks out Henry Cejudo that in the first round. Domination there, man. Yeah, he actually got clipped, though. I think, or taken down, or something happened. It went against him real early in the fight. But very quickly, he was able to knee Cejudo in the clinch and just yeah. really obliterate him. He, he just really dominated. It's a different league. He's making a case of fighting on the same card as John Jones that maybe he's the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. So. I, I'm not quite there. I just think if he goes up, to Bantamweight and fights Dominic Cruz and can beat him, then, yeah, I'll give him it. But right now, I mean, yeah, he's killing everybody. He's clearly the best flyweight in the world, not even close. But, I don't know, the competition doesn't, maybe he's making the competition look lesser, but yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's close to like a 20-fight win streak, you see. His last loss was to Dominic Cruz in his last yeah. band and weight fight, I think. I th yeah, it was years ago, 2010 or something. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they designed the whole next season of Ultimate Fighter 
uh, where they they just announced they're bringing in uh, what is it, uh, sixteen champions from other or flyweight champions from other organizations to huh? compete against each other to earn a title shot. The winner of the season will get a title shot against Mighty Mouse. That's crazy. You got the Titan FC champion, uh, all these different champions from all across these other organizations. Actually, a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, a belt doesn't really mean anything if it's just some kind of lesser organization, but at least it adds a little something to it. Yeah. You get the title shot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the... Bummer that uh, DJ fell off to fight. Yeah, uh, it is kind of a bummer, just because you would have given an, a boost to that uh, UFC 201 another title fight. But I mean, he was fighting Wilson Hayes. He was like the tenth yeah. ranked flyweight. I didn't, I've ne- I'd never even heard of him when they announced the fight. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's on a one or two fight win streak. It's just this is what happens when you wipe out a division. <laughs> You're going to get yeah. these. I mean, it would. I would definitely would have liked to seen the fight, but. It, well, I don't think it was going to be anything other than a drubbing. So, yeah, get healthy. Don't rush it. Don't fight hurt. So, yeah, definitely not. And, you said fighter. Yeah, there's no no gain there. It's all all risk, no reward. So yeah. smart choice by him. Last fight on UFC 197 to talk about is Edson Barbosa defeating Anthony Pettis, and soundly. Yep. Sending Showtime, one of my favorite fighters, with his tail between his legs, running down the featherweight. Yep. Can't believe it, man. Never thought it'd see the day. Yeah. Is he done at 28? It's crazy. It is crazy, man. He's trying to bunch of Jacksons. It's still it's, very good. What do you think it is? Like, Is it just injuries? He's been injured a lot throughout his career. They've taken his toll? or. I mean, I, maybe he's. I mean, he's looked great during his career. The way he armbarred uh, Ben Henderson and some all kinds of awesome. Yeah, leading up to the fight against Dos Anjos, he looked incredible, almost unbeatable. Yeah, and then just uh, maybe RDA just broke him with that yeah. dominant it was performance. A tough fight. Yeah, what has he lost three in a row now? Yep, three in a row. Also Eddie Alvarez. So, I mean, oh, the competition awesome. clearly is not. Low. I mean, it's obviously against no, the best of the best, but not at all. And you could argue he beat Eddie Alvarez, even though I gave it to Alvarez in a close decision. It was not like he got it's a boring fight, destroyed yeah. by him. Yeah. But Barboza looked good, man. Barboza looked good. Yeah, Barboza definitely beat him. And he's got a big fight coming up against Gilbert Melendez that we'll talk about. So he's he's got a chance to capitalize. Anybody Pettis. that beats uh, Pettis seems to find Pettis their way. I'm pretty sure Pettis has a fight both too, doesn't he? Yeah, he's fighting Charles Oliveira at uh, UFC on Fox 21 next month. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm interested to see what he'll do at Featherweight, but I don't know. He wasn't the smallest. Featherweight. I mean, Charles Oliveira is pretty big Featherweight too. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference when Come fight time. Yeah, I don't know how good that weight cut's going to go either for him. It's not yeah. he's not some he's not some Frank Yeager who's already small for the yeah pretty much the weight or anything. Yeah. So yeah, he does. We shall see. But we talked about Alistair Overeem getting his title shot against Stipe. Well, he earned that title shot at Ultimate Fight Night '87 when he knocked out Andre Arlovski in the second round. Surprise, surprise! Andre Arlovski got knocked out. Right. 
teammate fight. Yeah, clearly bad blood there, though. Teammate yeah. or not, they did not. Yeah, it was pretty awkward, though. Kind of too. At least teammates are actually fighting each other these days. Yeah. It's not like John Fitch and Josh Koscheck. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, not much to say here. I mean, Overeem looked good. He's looked good for a while now with his new strategy of staying on the outside more and not rushing in to get yeah. him. Yeah, well, we shall see what he looks like against Stipe, but I don't know. Yeah. Would be, would be, it would be wild if Alistair could finally put the UFC champion into uh, his collection. He's definitely one of the best heavyweights of all time. Yeah, speaking of steroids, I mean, there's a poster boy for it right there. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't popped uh, in the UFC. Yeah, me too. Uh, the co-main event on that card was Stefan Struve against Antonio Silva. Just an embarrassment of a fight. It was over in like 15 seconds. Silva rushed yeah. in, got caught, got elbowed, 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 out. Yeah, done for. Talk about a shop fighter. This guy needs to go away. Yeah. For his own safety. It's just right. ridiculous at this point. I think he's... Humbled. I want to say he's like 1-5 in five in his last six fights. Is he really? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I'll never forget the beating Kane put on him. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> and, Bloody yeah, Stefan Struve, is, it's a good story for him, though. I mean, coming back from the heart condition and yeah, yeah. all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, always liked him. Still young. I mean... I don't think he's ever going to be anything other than a mid-level heavyweight or, like, between 10 and 15, right? Yeah, right there was, like, Mark Hunt. Yeah, but you need those guys. Fill out your cards. For sure. All right, getting to the big card in Brazil, UFC 198, where Stipe dethroned Fabricio Verdum with a first-round knockout. Yeah. One of many upsets to come. Going backwards with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was getting chased by Verdum and didn't even really plant, and he just hit him with a short right that knocked him out cold. Verdum did not look great. I had him at like in a top five pound for pound, and he looked flabby. He didn't look to be in the best shape of his no, career. No, he didn't. And I mean, his looks ripped, but. Right. But fighting in front of his home fans, I don't know if that had any, anything to do with it. Where he just like, I got to put on a show and I got to. Yeah. I don't he was know. Definitely chasing. It was. It looked. It was weird. I don't see it too often. He was like, hands down chasing. Pretty, yeah. Uh, Not obnoxiously, really. Yeah, it really was. Not his typical fighting style. No. But I don't know. I I'm not going to count him out. He is older, but I think he could get back on track. I'd still like to see him rematch Cain Velasquez at some point. or Yeah, there's a lot of fights for him. Yeah, for sure. Heavyweight, I mean, that's not, it's not even that weird of a case. This happens all the time. No, oh yeah. You, anyone can get knocked down at any point here. Yeah. And if, well, I would have said if Brock Lesnar didn't pop positive. That would have been a good fight. It yeah. would have been a good fight, but I think he would have walked through Lesnar. Because even if Lesnar got on him, he's got the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That would have been a nightmare matchup. They would have never matched him up. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Jacare Souza thought he earned a title shot when he defeated Vitor Belfort with a dominant first round. They smashed out. Um, but Vitor alas, looked terrible. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> and again, 
steroid poster boy yeah. in Belfort. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see him just lose time after time ever since <laughs> he's been off the juice. A little karma. Yeah, but I mean, Jacare, I think he's the best fighter in that weight class, and he still isn't going to get the title shot against Michael I mean, Bisping. It's an opportunity opportunistic matchup man. yeah I mean I guess we'll talk about it now they're gonna well, no wait I guess we should wait till the Michael Bisping fight to make a lot more sense but uh, I think Jacare from here I think the only logical matchup is a rematch against Luke Rockhold for a definite next title contender matchup that would be awesome because they had a razor close fight back in Strikeforce when Rockhold took the belt from him. And I think they've both only gotten so much better since then. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I, that would be awesome. I didn't even really think about that, but that would be awesome. I think that's the match to make. Yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Tom, actually, I think Thompson deserves a nice time. Wait, they're middleweight. What am I saying? Weidman, your boy. Where's yeah. he run into the mix? He needs to get a win under his belt. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, he lost the... Rockhold, and then he's been hurt, so I th- I think it'd be kind of foolish to rush him back. Yeah, maybe I mean, give him. Um, if there wasn't anybody else, I could see him in the title shot. But since there is no tracker right, right, I I'd like to see Weidman against UL Romero at uh, UFC 205 in New York. Yeah, I guess that would be a good fight. Or like a Gay Garden Musasi, maybe. Yeah. And as for Vidor, I mean rematch against Anderson Silva. They're both over the hill now. They had such a classic fight the first time. Why not throw that on a flight pass card or something? Yeah, that would be good. They said I heard some uh, first some uh, one of them turned them down, and then I heard they agreed to it. So who knows? Yeah, it's so I love the rumors you hear. It's never confirmed, but someone <laughs> <laughs> you hear some of the weirdest things, like when Anderson Silva. Apparently got knocked out in training and then denied. Do we ever know what actually happened there? No, I, I don't know anything besides the rumor. I do remember hearing that. Yeah. What yeah. fight was that before? I think that was before the rematch against Weidman. Was it? I think. Or the Diaz fight. One of those two. But, alas, we shall never know. Let's go on with... Cyborg, just Christine, oh wait, Cyborg, Christine, Justino, making her UFC debut on this card against Leslie Smith. And a catchweight fight, 140 pounds, as she tries to make her way down. Just killed her. She looked, she it, looked like death. Yeah, she didn't look great. And she looks terrible. And she got helped out by an early stoppage, but it wasn't going to go that way anyway. Yeah. Um... She's never going to make it down to 135. I yeah. think the oh, UFC wow. should just import 145, give her the title, and have some of the 135ers go up to meet her as opposed to her coming down. But yeah, it's maybe the new owners will make it happen. True. That is true. There's not that roadblock anymore. And we forgot to talk about that. So great job bringing that up. Yes, the UFC has been <laughs> sold to WME. IMG for four billion dollars. Yep. Wow, huge change in the sport. Probably the biggest story. Change. 
ever. <laughs> yeah. How do you think this is going to change the UFC? I, who knows, man. I mean, Dana White's staying on. Lorenzo's stepping down as, uh, what was he, CEO. Yeah, now he's just a silent minority owner. Yeah. He's stepping down. And after a transitional period, they said, which I don't I never exactly got one that starts I think or it's, when that ends. I feel like it's two months about. Yeah. I think I heard something about uh, that will be done before McGregor Diaz. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Could so be. Not, don't quote me on that. I just I I already did. Sure Sorry. I already quoted <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah, Dana White's thing on is interesting, but it makes sense. I mean, he he's the pretty much the face of the media part and yeah. I mean he knows like him or hate him he's he knows what he's doing he knows the business so ease him into it a little bit before they can get their own guy in not a bad uh, business proposition for Dana and the Fertitas you buy it for yeah. 2 million in 2001 and then sell it for 4 billion that's yeah, uh, it's not too shabby Dana and his Dana, 9%, 9%. Yeah, man. About four hundred million. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, three hundred sixty million. While the Fertitas each had forty and a forty point five percent, which is almost two billion each. It's like one point six or something each. That's pretty crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and I think they want to try to get the Raiders moved into Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll report. Why not? One thing about this, I just was thinking about, uh, is the new headquarters UFC is building. I forgot all about that. They're building the new headquarters in Vegas, a big campus. Uh, didn't know about this. Would, uh, you didn't know about that? No. Yeah, they're building a new headquarters for the UFC in Vegas. They started earlier this year. I believe it was earlier this year. It's like a huge, it's like a campus, basically. Huh. They're going to have, like... Uh, Doctors for the fighters, and physical therapy, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, because they got that Big whole gym. new program where they're gonna, they're be able, the fighters will be able to use their own, yeah, uh, trainers and medical people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I wonder yeah, how right. that. It's just gonna be a developing story. I think it's if they're gonna, there will definitely be changes, but it's gonna, I think, be slow and one thing at a time. Yeah. It's pretty wild. They just leave Dana White at the helm. Yeah, <laughs> that's got it. I mean, got ultimate rule. Pretty much for the time being. Usually the Lorenzo's. I mean, uh, the Fortitas reeling back in, but now he's <laughs> he's out there to go ahead. Or is he have less leeway because those were his buddies and he could talk them off the ledge if they were mad at him? And these people could be like, "Man, this guy's just a nut." That's Let's true. Cut him. It's true, I'll never know. Yeah. Although, I feel like Dana White's kind of backed out a lot lately. I mean, for the past year or two. It's not even... I mean, he is the head of the media, but he does less media than he yep. used to. It's all Dave Scholler, mostly. Yeah. He doesn't do the scrums by himself. Even, no, he never does that. He's done that in a long time. I used to love those. Yeah, they were the best, because he'd just shoot at the hip. And Sometimes, hit. even at the big stuff, he's not there anymore. Yeah. Some big press conferences and stuff. Yep. But we shall see what happens with that. Uh, the last fight I'd like to talk about at UFC 198 was Damian Maya just schooling Matt Brown on the ground with the third round submission. 
Yeah, I mean, he was body triangle to death. Damien Maya is just so fun to watch. He's yeah, yeah. a master class on the ground, and what an awesome fight coming up next month between him and Carlos Condit. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. to be like a next contender after Stephen Thompson, maybe. Yeah. But uh, wow, I if Condit can keep it standing, I think he'll clearly beat Maya. But if it's on the ground, yeah, that's going to be intense. interesting for sure. Yeah. For definitely. I mean, that body triangle is insane. He's definitely got the best MMA jiu-jitsu by a ever. long shot. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe ever. Yeah. And I mean, next, incredible. Yeah, he is. Next up, Ultimate Fight Night 88. I think this took place in Canada, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Uh, Curdy Garbrandt came on to the scene, knocked out top prospect Thomas Umeda in the first round. Yeah, and it looked great doing it. Just wide swinging hooks. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of uh, not my favorite personality in the sport, but definitely skilled fighter. Yeah. At a what team he like? He's like uh, mid-top rankings. Uh, yeah, I think he's somewhere in like the eight, eight, eight to ten range yeah. probably. And... He's, Surprising main event. Yeah, I and Thomas Almeida was, I mean, highly, highly touted, and he was supposed to be the one with the knockout power, but wasn't meant to be. Curdy yeah. Garbrandt, I think he's already been booked for another fight coming up. Has he? I'm not sure exactly who it's against, but yeah, he's definitely someone to watch, and he's got beef with well, Cruz and Dillashaw, so plenty of yeah, matchups. Saga. Yeah. And even after uh, your eye favor lost to Dominic Cruz, he's immediately saying, Cody Garbrandt's going to come in here. My boy, my boy Cody's going to come yeah, in here. Yeah, my boy Cody. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come in here wipe the floor with Dominic. I think he needs like at least three, maybe four fights. That's all he can think about. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're going to build him up. He, I think he has potential to be a pretty big name fighter if he keeps it up. I mean... He's got yeah. a look. He's got the attitude. He's got the style of fighting. It's just about putting that's it together. I, yeah, that's why I was surprised he was the main event. I mean, it's kind of early. It wasn't even top ten when he was got the main event. Yeah. Yeah. But Bantamweight's a fun division to watch right now. I mean, there's a lot of people working their way up, but I think it's going to be pretty loaded in another year or two. Yeah, definitely. Also, Hennon Burrell, former Bantamweight, made his featherweight debut but lost a decision to Jeremy Stevens. It's on a slide, man. The rough ride continues for Hannon Burrell. He did look pretty good, though, I thought, at least in the first round. Yeah. He's still having some gas issues. Uh, should probably take Pepto-Bismol for that. But <laughs> Jeremy Stevens, I mean, he is who he is. He's a big hitter, tough guy, yeah. gatekeeper, essentially. Definitely. And it doesn't say a lot of great things. About Burrell that he couldn't get past him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But I gosh, this fight was surprising for me, man. Yeah, I I, this was like a Bill Burrell backup kind of fight. I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. I thought this was like a setup for like a good tough fighter where he could just submit at some point and yeah. get his name back into uh, the mix. But maybe he's just still adjusting. I don't know. 
but I was de- definitely disappointed. That was at 145, wasn't it? Yeah, featherweight. Man. Yeah. It's crazy. I was surprised he moved up because, well, I guess it doesn't matter now that he lost, but Hersey Aldo is like his good friend and training partner. Yeah. And he would never fight him, so to go up to that weight class. Before that, I was thinking, does this mean Aldo's like ready to go to 155 once Burrell is... You just can't really make the cut. Yeah, so that's probably what it more has to do with. Especially with no IV. Yeah, BJ Penn knows all about that. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to UFC 199. 199, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Where Michael Bisbing knocked out Luke Rockhold in the first round in probably the craziest could, <laughs> fight I of the year. I could not believe it. Could not believe it. Insane. What a year for Michael Bisbing to beat Anderson Silva in London. Or might not have been London, but England. And then... You get a fluke title shot because Chris Weidman has to withdraw. And yeah. you freaking knock out a guy who has already dominantly beat you. Yeah. I mean, I never thought he stood a chance. And this is all on Luke Rockhold. He has nobody to blame but himself. No. Acting like a complete cocky asshole who wouldn't be impossible to get hurt from Michael Bisping. Yeah. Put his hands down and walk forward. Yeah, and you could just tell his whole body language, everything. He wasn't taking it seriously. He thought he was going to walk right through him, and it was perfect karma. I'm not the biggest Bisbing fan, but I'm loving this run he's on. But I hate Luke Rockhold. He's just such a cocky asshole. I know. I can't stand him either. I'm glad he's not getting the title shot right away. Yeah. I mean, what a fight. And honestly, UFC 199 was like the best card of the year. Yeah, it was awesome. It was incredible, as we'll get to. Um but Michael Bisbing, we said we'd talk about it when we got to him, and let's do it. He's fighting Dan Henderson, who also owned this card, in maybe the most incredible comeback <laughs> in the history of MMA. <laughs> Dan Henderson knocked out Hector Lombard after Emers getting stopped like two or three times in the first round of this fight. Yeah. He comes out, throws a freaking head kick, <laughs> follows it up with his typical right hand and knocks out Hector Lombard in the second round. Yeah, insane. insane. I know you had to be losing your shit. Cause Absolutely. I don't even like Dan Henderson that much, and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> losing my shit. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. I kept getting, like, knocked down. And then that happened. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Just maybe best moment of the year. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he gets the title shot, the rematch against Michael Bisping when he knocked him out at UFC 100 in 2011 or something. Seven years ago, 2009. Oh, yeah. But, wow, um, I think this is a way to get Michael Bisping an easy title defense and Dan Henderson to go out at least with the title (laughs) shot with the big payday. Yeah, I mean, I... Think he's gonna win, but are you serious? Yeah, man. Oh my god, he's slow as molasses. This being something special, that's true, that is very true. But <laughs> he's much more well rounded these days, I think. Yeah. I I guess I could never say never, but I unless he comes out like Lou Rockhold and thinks he's just gonna win easy, but I, I don't know. 
It's just yeah. a shame for all the other guys in the division that actually deserve a title shot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit ball jam there as it is, and, it, and that kind of sucks, but I'm very glad they did it. Me being a huge it makes sense. It, it It's clearly the biggest money fight you can make. Yeah, definitely cash in. Though. And they're doing it in, like, Manchester if they want to. Or yeah, apparently they're going to do it in England. I don't know if it's going to be UFC 2 or 4 or just, like, a... A fight pass or a Fox Sports yeah, 1 card. I don't know because the only cards left. They already have 201, 202, and 203 booked out pretty much. And then 204 is completely open. No clue what's on that. But then 205 is in big New York show, yeah. which you know they're going to load up. And not they said October. They did say October. So that would be either 204 or a surrounding card or something. Yeah. Uh, but, um, either way, I'll be there. I'll be watching. They might do it like a Fox Sports One card and do it at London's local time instead of doing it. That's true. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been keeping up with the awards that we're going to be doing at the end of the year, and yeah. right now, Michael Bisping is my leading contender for just Fighter of the Year. Yeah. Because man, what a magical run! Right. Never would have thought. I never would have thought he would have got a title shot, let alone to win the title and possibly defend it. Yeah, right. Pretty cool. Big money year for him. Yeah. But the other title fight that was on that card, it was actually, I mean, pretty good fight. Dominic Cruz beat Uriah Faber soundly, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. still was a fun fight to watch. Yeah. Uh, Cruz is great. Swan song for Faber. Yeah, pretty much. Even though, did you see, he said, I think I'll get another title shot in the UFC at some point. Yeah. What yes. an idiot. Speaking of guys that I used to like that I just... I've completely done a 180 on both of these guys. I used to hate Cruz and love Faber, and now it's the other way. <clears throat> yeah. Cruz is just... He's back and as good as he ever was. I don't necessarily love him. I gotta agree that he's a great fighter now, but... Um, don't really like him that much. What do you think is next for Cruz here? Do you think he, t- he should fight TJ for sure? He should get the rematch with TJ, but did you hear he said he either wants to go up and fight Aldo at 145 or go down or have uh, Demetrius Johnson come up and fight him at 135. That's he great. wants a super fight, basically. He gets smashed by Aldo. Yeah, I do too. And I think he would beat Demetrius Johnson, though. Would so. be awesome though. Would be yeah. awesome to watch. I'd love to see it. Never know. DJ's a lot better now. Oh, for sure. For sure he is. It would definitely be closer than the first fight was, but uh, I think I would go with Cruz. Yeah. I, I just want to see the TJ rematch. Yeah. They definitely won the first fight. I know. Fight. You want justice to be served. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to see Cruz just swipe him out again, so. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll be okay with that. That was that was an awesome fight. I would, I like I said, when we talked about it, I'd watch them fight like once a year. I don't care. Yeah, right. That was an awesome fight. Yeah. Um, also on this card, Max Holloway just continues to be incredible. Nine fight win streak as he beats Ricardo Lamas by decision. Fun fight to watch. Yeah. At the end, they kind of just nod at each other and go haymaker crazy at each other for 20 seconds. Uh, <laughs> stupid yeah. on Holloway's part because he had clearly won the fight and could have got knocked out there, but fun yeah. to watch regardless. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I can't believe, I mean, 
nine fight winning streak and he still hasn't gotten a title nope. shot. That's <laughs> what the heck is he going to do? Because if Aldo fights McGregor next, after yeah. that wouldn't be till at least December. Yeah, he's not going to sit on the shelf that long. He's yeah, not he's making that much money. Again. He's going to have to get that tenth one in a row, unless McGregor doesn't come back down. And I guess Holloway be would be step. the next man up after that. Yeah, he's got to get it. Yeah. Love that guy. He's a, he's a great fighter, fun to watch. Also, yeah. another one of my guys, Dustin Poirier, knocked out Bobby Green in the first round in a fun fight. Yep. Looked pretty good as he continues to improve at that weight class. Such Bobby Green. He was on his way up. Yeah, the first time he'd fought in a while. But he was he was acting like a, a jerk in that fight, yeah. to be honest. So I'm not too heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Fight Night '89. It was a, this is the one that was in Canada, right? Uh, Stephen Thompson versus Rory McDonald. Um, in a lackluster affair. Speaking of disappointments, I was excited for this, but Rory McDonald just did not look good. Nah, did them definitely do not. Stephen Thompson got the decision, and I don't think it was his fault that the fight wasn't that particularly exciting because he was stalking him pretty much the whole time, and Rory was just all defense all the time, even going for, like, like uh, barrel rolls into ankle locks and shit. Like, late locks. Never seen that. Yeah, and he got his nose broken again from a spinning heel kick. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, Rory McDonald. This was a big fight for him because... This was the last fight on this contract, and he was gambling, yeah, like you said, gambling to (laughs) get a big payday, and now I don't know what's going to happen. I've heard he's uh, talking about Bellator. I I mean, his style's always been that way. I mean, nullifies people and makes it. He's a great defensive fighter, well-rounded, not aggressive enough to really put people away. No. And the reason... His fight against Robbie Lawler was so incredible. Had nothing to do with him and everything to do with Robbie Lawler. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie Lawler will make anyone an exciting fighter. So, Yeah. Uh, I honestly wouldn't be that sad if he went to Bellator. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I wouldn't either. I'd rather I, see him uh, stay because he's a great fighter. And I want all the best for him. same as being a great fight for him. Oh, yeah. So, I'd even like that. to see him fight Ben Henderson. Yeah. I mean, there's some decent matchups over there. And it just announced he's fighting uh, Pitbull. He's going back to lightweight and fighting Pitbull. Yeah, that'll be a fun fight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rory, it's disappointing. He's still young, so, you know, never count him out. But he's got to deal with some mental issues, I think, with his his nose. Like, I, he said it got broken even in training. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how I can live with that. That's crazy. Yeah. If it's going to break every time he fights, that's no good. No. But Stephen Thompson continues his blitz into stardom. I think him, I love it. him versus Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler better get past Woodley because I need to see that fight. I know. It'd be awesome. Welterweight's just incredible right now. I'd even like to see Stephen Thompson versus Callers Condit. Anything. like. There's some really exciting fighters in that division. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of exciting fighters in welterweight, Donald Cerrone. Knocked out Patrick Cote. First person to ever knock out Cote. He knocks him out in the third round after a dominant first couple rounds. Yeah. Looks great at welterweight, man. Him, man. I couldn't believe it. Looks really good there. 
to us. And he's got Rick Story coming up next month. Another welterweight fight, third in a row. Yeah. Cote, although Cote was really tough in that fight. they got to give him credit. Yeah. He's just That's tough in general, shots. for sure. Yeah. But I think if Cowboy can get past Rick Story, which I would imagine he will, um, he's really making a, uh, waves in that division as well as he did in lightweight. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a gimme fight by any means. No, 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 no. Not a gimme, but I think he should win. If I mean, he'd yeah, be the favorite, I, I betting favorite. Yeah, I think he's going to win too. But I don't think it's it's going to be a fun fight for fight, sure because yeah. Rick Story can wing him, and he's a pretty good fighter in his own right. Yeah, tough, very tough too. But I want Cowboy to get past Story so I can get this dream matchup that I've been thinking about for ever since he first announced he's going to welterweight. It's Cowboy versus Matt Brown. That has to happen yeah. at some point. Yeah, that would just be incredible. Definitely. All right, awesome. All right, now we're into the fight week, the lead up to UFC 200. The Fight Pass show is first, Ultimate Fight Night 90. Eddie Alvarez shocks the world and myself and knocks out Rafael Bersanius <laughs> in the first round. Convincing, yeah. What an awesome fight. Know, it's only nice. one round long, but it was great. Called him with that big first, uh, I think it was left hand. Yeah, he stuck him, Rock. and he kind of wobbled, wobbled him a little bit, and, man, he just capitalized on it perfectly. All over him. Yeah. He, where was the Eddie Alvarez that's been passive and boring right. in the UFC? Because he brought out the Bellator style in this fight, yeah, and it worked out. Say, it looked like Eddie Alvarez of old, man. He was relentless. Once I love what he said where he said, uh, what did he say? <laughs> I poured it all out like I was either going to get the finish or I was going to be done and and be completely gassed the rest of the way. But yeah. it was a smart move because RDA was winning that fight until that happened. I mean, it was still a good close yeah, fight, I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to capitalize on that mistake that he made, and he just yeah. put it to him. And I loved it. I'm not even the biggest Eddie Alvarez fan, and I, I was loving it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It's much better for the division to have a champion like Eddie Alvarez than, uh, I mean, no offense, he's a great fighter, but Desanius is boring and, yeah, I mean, awesome. not not a boring fighter. I think he's actually entertaining fighter, but just you need some star power in that division because it's uh, such a great division. Yeah, definitely. And my favorite part might have been when Eddie Alvarez called out Conor McGregor and said. I just would like the UFC to give me an easy fight on my next on my first title defense. Maybe give me someone like Conor McGregor that I could beat easily. Yeah, and, uh, I love it. I think that'd be an amazing fight. But I think much more realistically that Khabib will get it. What uh, the title shot? Yeah, Khabib returning Ferguson. Um, I think probably uh, Ferguson will get it, but. Yeah, it'd be more entertaining. Um, Khabib, he's just... Uh, Khabib and Eddie Alvarez, that would be interesting with the uh, wrestling. Yeah, because I don't know if he could control Eddie as easily as he's been controlling a lot of other people. But yeah. We would see. Derek Lewis defeated Roy Nelson in a split decision that... Um, could have gone either way. I actually had it for Lewis, but... Nelson did have more of the control wrestling on top, but he just didn't do much with it. Um, Lewis looked good 
when it was standing, he really hit Nelson with power shots, but obviously Nelson has the chin of granite, so did you yeah. happen to catch that at all? I didn't, yeah, I didn't even see this fight. I love Derek Lewis. He's a fun fighter to watch. He's funny. I love his interviews. Um, I just I was glad he won just because I think I'd like to see him get some bigger fights going forward. Yeah. So. All right. Ultimate Fighter finale, twenty three season twenty three of the Ultimate Fighter. Did you watch it? Yeah, a little bit of it. I watched the first three episodes of the season, and. Just couldn't care less, so I yeah. stopped watching. I just watched some of the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even that gets repetitive. It does. But whether you watch the season or not, this championship fight was absolutely incredible. It's one of my fight of the year contenders. Ioana Andrejcik defeated Claudia Gadea for unanimous decision. Yeah, it was an incredible fight back and forth. I mean, first punch, Claudia throws. Knocks Ioana down, and she's like controlling her, doing damage the whole first two rounds. And then at some point in the third, she guessed, and Ioana did not. She was throwing like five punches a second, like just killing her. Yeah. Putting on a clinic. Put a beat down on her. And even after five hard rounds like that, she barely even breathing hard. She looks like she could go another five rounds. Man, yeah. the girl is incredible. She's one of she my favorite fighters, period. She was on the bottom a lot, too. I was yeah. surprised, man. I know. I was real surprised. I hope she's champion forever. She showed a lot in that fight. Yeah, she's just... Well, I mean, obviously her personality wasn't the best the way it was shown on the show, but yeah, who cares? Reality TV, she's an awesome fighter. I love watching her fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. The two finales... Winners of the season, Andrew Sanchez defeated Khalil Roundtree by decision. Boring fight. Roundtree has some potential in a feat, but much like a lot of these guys that come out of Ultimate Fighter, he's just not well-rounded enough and got controlled yeah. on the ground. going to take a long time now. The wrestlers always win these seasons. So, yeah. What, any hopes for Andrew Sanchez? Do you think he's going to be anything or just like another guy? We'll have to see. I mean... Steve, once he gets to his real UFC debut and how he does. Yeah. Maybe two or three more fights, get some round uh, ranked fights, or close to ranked fights. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about him. Uh, I think he'll probably be like a guy that's maybe... It is light heavyweight, right? Is that the division? I think so. He might have like... Corey Anderson type upside, maybe, like a top... Lower top 10, 15 type guy. Yeah. Uh, but Tatiana Suarez submitted Amanda Cooper in the first round, and I think she has a lot more potential as far as the winners go. Yeah. In straw weight. She looked pretty good. She looked slick on the ground, well-rounded. I think she has a future. Yeah, it's crazy that it was straw weight. And a good story, too, surviving cancer like that and... It's a good storyline to have on her resume for uh, selling fights. Yeah, really. It's crazy that it was Strawweight, though, and they had the champions uh, being pitched. Yeah. Because that could definitely be someone she ends up fighting. Yeah. Will Brooks. Yeah, looked all right. 
He made his UFC debut after signing and beat Ross Pearson by decision. Uh, yeah, like you said, he looked okay. I think he he took, I mean, as soon as he signed, he took this fight, and it was really not much weight at all. I wonder if he even had a training camp. Like, yeah, it was a month, maybe. Yeah, tops. So I think he just wanted to get in there, get his feet wet, get the UFC jitters, first fight jitters out of the way. Yeah, not an easy fight either. No, Ross Pearson, I mean, clearly, he's like a 500 fighter, but he's always fights top competition, and yeah. he's a well-rounded guy, tough, hard to finish, so I thought it was a decent performance, and I'm excited to see Will Brooks move up from here. Yeah, definitely going to probably get a nice big name as next fight, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume, so let's see, I want to do some fantasy matchmaker real quick. I think he should fight the winner of Barbosa and Melendez. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. All right, big one, UFC 200. Did it live up to the hype for you? Uh, it was, certainly wasn't bad. No, no, I mean, no. The hype kind of got ruined with the whole John Jones thing in a kind of a way. For sure. Um... Yeah, I think it would. It was going to be impossible to live up to the hype of UFC 200, the biggest card of all time. Like, yeah, in on paper, still. Yeah, the lineup was amazing. Incredible. But definitely can't beat that. It's fights, you know. They actually have to fight, and sometimes even great matchups can be boring. And not that even that many of them were, but it's never going to live up to what you imagine it could all be in your head. So. Yeah, not Still enjoyed it. Thought it was worth the money, and yeah, for sure. Glad watched it, obviously. But yeah, a lot of people were disappointed. I know, just talking to the more casual people, fans that I, I know, uh, in, at work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to look back and like hate on something, but I think it was that certainly wasn't bad. Even like the prelims were awesome. Yeah, they were. The, the case I there. made in my first uh, event column was that John Jones ruined the entire thing. Yeah. Not just because, obviously, that would have been an amazing fight, but think of how the whole pacing of the pay-per-view card went because of the Anderson Silva versus Daniel Cormier fight. Yeah, right. That was right in the middle. You had Kane came out, looked awesome, got things off to a great start. Then you had a really good fight between Aldo and Edgar. Wasn't super exciting as it could have been, but still just a good fight. And then you had that stinker, which just slowed all momentum down. Took sucked everything out of the room, all the energy out of the room. And then, I mean, even I mean Brock Lesnar's return that would have been nice as the third fight from the top or whatever, or whatever it was going to be. And then, no, no, because Amanda Nunes knocking out Misha Tate would have been the third fight from the top. That would have been exciting. It would have been a perfect build-up to the main event. Definitely. But instead, it wasn't. But yeah. Amanda Nunes knocking out Misha Tate. She looked awesome. Absolutely. I mean, domination. I was so surprised. Yeah, me too. I, I Surprised to a point, but... I knew if Nunez was going to win, it would have to be by stoppage yeah, in the first or second round. But I didn't think she would, like, just whoop up on her on her feet and then finish her on the submission in, yeah. the, like, two minutes and not even take one punch of damage. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Misha Tate, I guess she just came out cold and got blitzed. Simple as that. Yeah. Uncharacteristic. Very uncharacteristic of her. Yeah. So I guess the UFC's just like throw their hands up in the air with this division and say, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Noons will either fight Rousey or the winner, or Holly Holm if she wins uh, they, this weekend. Do they want to put her against me as uh yeah, risky. that's a that's a good question. I wonder if they would do say Holly Holm wins this weekend, Holm yeah. versus Nunez, and then Misha Tate versus Ronda Rousey. You know, yeah. just to like I don't know. So then, hopefully, Holm would beat Nunez, and then Rousey would beat Tate, and then they could do that rematch that they wanted the whole time anyway. Yeah, could play out that way. I doubt it. But. Yeah, seems too good to be true. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we did have Brock Lesnar, steroids man himself, come back and <laughs> and uh, beat Mark Hunt, and he looked good. Obviously, we know why, but yeah, right. But um, yeah, anything to say here? Mark Hunt came out, didn't really throw much. Yeah, came out uh, was bad. Did not look good. Yeah, what do you think about his uh, post fight or? post-steroid comments about how he wants all of Brock Lesnar's money or he's going to retire. Or get, yeah, he wants to be released. Or released, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame him. I think he had it, like I heard on a main event podcast, that he had it more right when he said half the first time because obviously they're not going to give him all of the money. I don't think they're going to give him any of No, that. I don't either. I think, I don't even know how it works because... It'll obviously be turned into a no contest. The win will, and losses will be taken away. Does he get like 20% of the purse? Like if he missed weight? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the athletic commission gets the money. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Definitely, if you go ahead with the fight and you find out afterwards that your opponent was on steroids, I think you should get some money. Absolutely, I agree. But... Not to be, I guess. Yeah, that's the third fight in a row, I think, for Mark Hunt. The guy's just a positive. Yeah, Frank Mir and... Um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, yep. Yeah, that's... He's out of bad luck. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that, like, they do this drug test and they know there's no time for the test to come back before the fight. Like, with the, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. But. I mean, still have those tests that, because, so that they don't catch on that they can only be tested up to a certain point, but. Yeah. You would like to think you could have the results before they actually go in the ring. Yeah, I mean, hell, why, why does it take two weeks? This show? Yeah. Maybe there should be a faster turnaround from actual getting the test to, I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't know Some, anything about yeah, it, but. Something has to. There's no way it takes that long to test your right. blood for drugs. You would think not. But yeah, we did have that Cormier versus Anderson Silva fight, which I was excited for when they announced, because any time Anderson Silva's fighting against a high-level guy, it's like, wow, I yeah. can't believe this is happening. It was Especially cool. Light heavyweight. Yeah, uh, undefeated there. Yeah. It was cool to see those two in a cage together. It was definitely surreal. Yeah. When they were standing, Silva looked great. When it was not standing, Cormier <clears throat> just laid on him, and Silva yeah. played complete defense. But 
yeah. Hard to blame him. I mean, yeah, it sucked. It was definitely boring. It's hard to blame anyone involved for anything that happened, but it just sucked. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, some of it did look good standing up, especially for not having trained once yeah. for seven weeks. Cracked him with a good kick in the yeah, ribs. Yeah, hurt him with that body kick. Hit him with some good knees and stuff. Yeah, shouldn't really hurt Silva's stock. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't won a fight in forever anyway. He's yeah. still Anderson Silva. Still yeah, people want to see him fight. He had, like, probably the biggest pop from uh, the crowd of anyone. Yeah, he did. Even after the fight. And Cormier's stock just continues to spiral, even yeah. though he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> it's crazy. Not, certainly didn't help him right there. No, not at all. I didn't like how he was covering his mouth up in, like, the first round when he took it down. He was like, I know. covering Anderson's mouth, so was, that really bothered me. Yeah, it was kind of cheap. I mean, it's hard to it's, say because... Because the fact that he took the fight up two days later, he just hadn't trained at all. Like, He's in a no-win situation there, but yeah. I still kind of agree with you. Yeah. Jose Aldo did defeat Frankie Edgar uh, to win the interim featherweight championship. I was really disappointed because I thought Edgar was going to get the job done, but Aldo looked yeah. incredible. He looked... He fought perfect, I mean... He fought the per- exactly. He fought the perfect fight. It seemed like the question coming out of his knockout loss was, "Is this gonna like be the beginning of the end, or is it gonna get him back on track?" And clearly, he had rededicated himself to yeah. doing things the right way. Since there's been some drama coming out about it, he said he had a spy or something. Spygate Part Two. <laughs> he trained. I mean, definitely perfect for this fight. He waited on Edgar coming in and picked him apart. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, I'm a huge Frank Edgar fan. I'm a big Jose Aldo fan, too. I was kind of split on who I wanted to see win, but I was more pulling for Frankie. He looks really good as of late, and I thought he was going to do it, too. But, I mean, Jose just looked awesome. Yep, 100% with you. And now I really want to see Connor fight Aldo yeah. one, one more time. We shall see. <laughs> I, don't, I doubt... I think uh, Jose might have to go up to lightweight to make that happen, but we will see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like we said, Cain Velasquez came out through spinning kicks and shit and knocked out <laughs> Travis Brown in the first round. Looked amazing. Yeah, he looked awesome. <laughs> I think, yeah, he looked like classic Kane pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the big question with him, as always, I think will be health. Yeah, if he's healthy, healthy. he's going to probably get that title back. Right. I don't see any way Stipe could stop him. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Stipe is a pretty big guy, I think. True. Uh, I, I don't know. He's definitely not going to get manhandled. He could, but... I actually think Overeem would be the more exciting matchup to watch there. Maybe for Kane? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good but fight. Juliana Pena made a statement by defeating Kat Zinganu. She looked good. Um, Kelvin Gastelum defeated Johnny Hendricks by decision. Hendricks did not. You didn't see that? Yeah. Oh my God, Hendricks looked terrible. Actually, I did. I did actually rewatch it. It did not. It was a terrible fight. He, man, he just looks like it's hard to believe this is the same guy that beat the shit out of George St. Pierre. You know, yeah. like, and had these wars with Robbie Lawler. He looks like a shell of a man. Yeah, he did not look good. Cause I, 
I do remember, I did rewatch it because I'd heard how bad he looked and wanted to see it for myself, and he did not disappoint. <laughs> <He's>, yeah, <laughs> he looked oh terrible. And don't get me wrong, Gastelum looked really good. So it wasn't completely that Hendrix was bad. Gastelum should get some credit because he still got his power and all that stuff, but it's just crazy. Hendrix, he looks, he's either got to get his shit together or move up to middleweight. Because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the no assumption way. they're probably gonna make him go to welterweight, middleweight. Yeah, I mean middleweight. Yeah, because uh, and it's not gonna go well for him there. I don't think either. So he's too short. It's a tough spot, man. But I mean, he missed weight again. I don't see them making let him stay. No, it's, yeah, especially the way he fought. Oh my god, it was terrible. Anyway, <laughs> T.J. Dillshaw beat Hafiel Asuncio yeah. and looked good doing it. To should earn him his next title shot, but we'll see. Yeah. Let's see. Sage Northcutt. Man, this guy makes way too much money. He beat Enrique Marin. By How much money did he decision. make? I think he made 100000 Oh, shit. 50 and 50 or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's clearly got potential and talent, but he's so raw, so... Long to go before he really could reach his potential. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's like a clumsy duckling. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I did like the way he got out of a tight armbar and didn't tap immediately this time, but yeah. still pretty crazy on <laughs> the whole thing with him. Joe Lauzon. How that's not. Yeah, it can't be how you say Joe it. Lozon. Joe Lozon. Uh, destroyed Diego Sanchez, knocked him out in the first round. Weekly, I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, as bad as Diego is now, it, at least you could say he had a chin and was tough. Yeah. But, tough. man, he just... Never seen him go down that. No. It's hard to say if it was a negative against Diego or a positive for Joe, but... Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. a negative for Diego. <laughs> True. <laughs> Gegard Musasi... Uh, was rumored to get the title fight against Cormier after Jones backed out, and he took his anger out and not getting it against Tiago Santos and looked great knocking him out in the first round. Yeah. And yeah. Jim Jim Miller yeah. looked great as well knocking out Takanomi Gurmi in the first round. I didn't know. I, I missed that fight. I mean, it's two guys over the hill with yeah. names fighting. I mean, it was fun, but you, you're fine. <laughs> it's no big deal. Yeah. And the latest card to get finally get caught up on is Ultimate Fight Night 91 in South Dakota where John Lineker knocked out Michael McDonald in the first round. Guy is vicious. One of my favorite fighters to watch in that weight class. Yeah. I mean, he beat the, the guy, McDonald, the uh, top ten guy. Uh, just came in, winging him. Just knocked him out. Yeah, I mean... Uh... He had to go up weight class, didn't he? This is yeah, because he was with some weight. He was yeah. a flyweight. He missed weight against Ian McCall. Beat Ian McCall, but they still made him go up. Did they? Yeah. Now yeah, he's, he's won two in a row. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be a contender there for sure. Yeah. I'd like to see him versus Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good fight. Or John Dodson, like I've said in the past. Yeah. The two Johns. That needs to happen. That would be it. Also a good fight. And Tony Ferguson defeated late replacement Landon Venata. He was supposed to fight Michael Chiesa, but 
got hurt, and this guy came out and made it a hell of a fight. I mean, it was just a rock'em sock'em robots, like, hands down, no defenses, both guys just going for it. I think what happened is Tony Ferguson, you know, you prepare for a tough fight, and a guy gets replaced by someone you never heard of at the last second, he's probably just like, alright, at least now I can go out and style on him, but then he... Oh, yeah. Took some shots that he wasn't expecting to take, and it's risky. That kind of stuff yeah. is risky. It was definitely a risky performance. I mean, yeah. Lucky just, for him, he was able to get that dosh choke in the second round, and yeah, got the job done. He was getting caught though. I mean, yeah, he was. I thought he was getting knocked out for a second yeah. there. I thought the other guy was going to pull it after him a little bit. Yeah, but apparently that guy's actually like a natural featherweight, and took the higher weight class just to get in the UFC. Uh, Interested to see how he does down there. Yeah. For sure. All right. We're caught up. You ready for our top five? Yeah. All right. Speaking of Daniel Cormier versus Anderson Silva, let's go over our top five most disappointing fights. Or letdown fights. Um, Yeah, I'll go first. My number five is a guy that probably... Has the most letdown fights of anyone, but he's still one of the most exciting guys, and everyone loves him. He just fought in that Daniel Cormier fight. That's <laughs> Anderson Silva versus Nick Diaz from February of last year. Yeah. Both of these guys, fans love them. Exciting at times. You thought there'd be shit talking, there'd be a lot of action fight, but really, it was. I mean, not a terrible fight, but just as far as the hype went, it was more of a just sparring session. It was. Yeah, it was, it's, at first it seemed like it was going to be awesome, and then it just kind of like lingered or uh, died off a little bit. Yeah, and not to mention Anderson Silva pe- tested positive for steroids after the fight, and Nick Diaz tested positive for marijuana. Yeah. So that's also a bit of a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. It was shocking. Well, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is Anderson Silva versus Damian Maya. Oh, yeah. Classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. One. But uh, that was, I mean, that was, it was, Anderson was like, I forget it was, his excuse was that it was like his friend and he didn't want to hurt him or something, mm-hmm. but just like danced around him and didn't really engage at all. It was like making fun of him and stuff. I mean, it was so bad, like pissed Daniel White off so bad. He said, if he did it again, he was going to cut him from the UFC. Well, I th- didn't he say he was going to have him fight on the prelims, untelevised yes. at that time? Yes. Yeah, like, like that. that was the era against Patrick Curte. He did it a couple times. Where yeah. It's crazy yeah. to think that this guy who would end up being... It's like hated. Yeah, at the time. That's crazy. All right, my number four is a guy we've already talked about, how disappointing he's been recently, but Anthony Pettis. When he first came into the UFC, he was WEC champion, had an incredible Showtime kick, uh, championship winning fight against Benson Henderson in WEC. Yeah. Comes in, all he's got to do, beat Clay Guida, and you get the, the title shot against Frank Yeager or whatever. Yeah. And he loses to Clay Guida. <laughs> Gets out-wrestled, much like he did against Eddie Alvarez. And yeah, I did so. It sucked because I was... More amped than anybody to see Showtime come in and, and change the world. But he just keeps disappointing me, this guy. 
<laughs> Your number um, four? My number four is going to be DC versus Anderson. I threw it in there because yeah. it, it pissed me off pretty good. I mean, I was I was at Bob's house and I was screaming at the TV and yeah, much vulgarness. Yeah, I was pissed because my kid was right there. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. It is. It's crazy because I guess that's the thing when a late second thing. Oh God. Can I say thing one more time? A late second <laughs> replacement like that, where it's like gets you excited out of nowhere. Yeah. If you really stop you don't to know think, what to expect you don't have time to like think about. Yeah. What it's really gonna be like? Probably. If you had time to think, you would have been like, oh yeah, duh, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you didn't. You were still caught up in the moment by the time it happened, and then yeah, it definitely. I mean, I even kind of said it was going to happen, but I still wanted to see. Exactly. What I to see, you know what I mean? I want to see Anderson. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree. All right, my number three is a strike force fight. Um, this was after Fedor Emelianenko had his first loss in like however long when he got submitted by Fabricio Verdum. Yeah. I mean, that loss seemed like a, kind of a fluke. Not a fluke, but he got caught on the ground by a triangle or something like that from Verdum. And so his next fight back, he's going against Antonio Bigfoot Silva. And I think it was part of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, love watching Fedor. He's going to get back on track and start demolishing people. And he just got whooped by Bigfoot. And yeah. it was the beginning of the end. That. Beginning of the end. I think, did we watch that together? Yeah, we did. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was in uh, the basement at Grand Ops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... That was incredibly disappointing. It was like the myth back yep, then. Exactly. And real quick, speaking of Fedor, he just fought... Um, what's his face? He just Fabio fought Maldonado. Fabio Maldonado. Won an incredibly bullshit decision. Yeah, he was. He got basically knocked out in the first round. <laughs> and then it got overturned. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Wow. But I heard the Russian Fed Fighting Federation is refusing to accept it. <laughs> it's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, I still wouldn't be surprised if he got signed by the UFC soon because yeah, Dana White all of a sudden starts talking real nice about him. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like to see it, better even if he sucks ever. now. Yeah, better late than ever. I agree. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Aldo versus McGregor. Oh, really? Yep. Just because it was after so all, quick. After all that build up, pulled out of the July card, and then it was in December, that big ass card, and. Sure, shit, three, 13 seconds later, it was over. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see where you're coming from as far as, like, just all this hype and then, boom, yeah. got knocked out. But it still was an amazing it was, moment. It was exciting, yeah, crazy moment, but... True. Still, I was like, at first I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember you and uh, my stepdad were both like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I was just, I guess because I was just a big... McGregor fan, I was just like, yeah, that's it, mother... <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, my number two is George St. Pierre versus Nick Diaz. I mean, yeah. these guys, for years talking shit, well, mostly Nick Diaz talking shit, uh, yeah. back and forth, just, but from two different organizations, never thought it would happen, the two champs, and 
Diaz finally gets his shot, and he's hyping us up, selling wolf tickets, and yeah. he just gets GSP'd, basically. I mean, definitely. this is another one. Should have saw it coming, but the hype kind of yeah. clouded the mind a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. I was excited for that fight, and he couldn't stop his takedowns, not one bit. Yep. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is uh, Cain Velasquez versus JDS1. Oh, first, yeah. The first the Fox, Fox card. Got, um, they didn't show any, which I still I keep forgetting. I want to look up the card before that. Nobody ever saw it. It was never on TV. Yeah, apparently Benson Henderson versus Clay Guido was awesome. Yeah. Sure. I want to look up all the fights in that card. But, uh, I mean, it was like an hour pre show. First mm-hmm. UFC card on Fox. Heavyweight looked, championship. Yeah, it looked like the NFL was all crazy. and Two biggest heavyweights like when they were young up in covers, basically. Yeah. And it lasted for about a minute. Yeah. That's Back a good pick. Behind the ear. Yeah, it wasn't sure. even like a devastating knockout. It was kind of just yeah. like an equilibrium off balance thing and yeah. stopped a little early because they didn't want it to look bad for TV, seem like. Yeah, it, was, it sucked. Yeah. That's a good pick. All right. My number one most disappointing letdown fight. This is Elite XC. Let's go back in time. Um, I'm going over. This is before I'm like super into it. I mean, I'm just getting back into it. um, or getting into fighting in general. And I'm going over to my brother-in-law's house to watch Kimbo Slice fight. Um, What's the guy he just fought? Ken Shamrock. He's he's yeah. scheduled to fight Ken Shamrock to headline his Elite XC thing. <laughs> Early on in the card, they announce Ken Shamrock has just gotten pulled out of the fight backstage. So Seth Petrozelli is stepping in out of nowhere to take this fight. Jesus. And Seth Petrozelli knocks Kimbo Slice out in the first yeah, I round. That. that was crazy. Just such a letdown. I mean, obviously, looking back, that was a stupid fight to be excited about in the first place, but yeah. I was young and dumb in the sport then. But, man, just my first real lesson in, it's MMA, you know. Yeah. Don't count your chickens. <laughs> yeah, that you. was insane. I mean, I couldn't believe that happened either. Uh, my number one is uh, Anderson Silva versus Chris Reidman, too. Yep, Emerson made my list. Yeah, after um, after Weidman knocked Anderson out in the first fight, I was, I mean, it wasn't that long. It was July. It happened in December. I, mean, I was like so sure that Anderson was just gonna like take him more serious and put a whooping on Weidman. I mean, I was like so sure of it, and I uh, was so excited for it. Then it came around and started the fight. Weidman like. Got right through Anderson's Muay Thai clinch and like pounded on him, knocked him down, and then and snapped his leg. I was just like, "Holy shit!" I yeah, believe it. There, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Especially for it to end that way, yeah. <laughs> you know. But the reason I didn't put it on my letdown fight list is because it was still a crazy moment, just like the Connor versus Alder thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, so memorable for. A specific reason that I was buzzing afterwards, even if it was like as far as a fight, you let down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I definitely can see where you're coming from, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was gutting. All right, well, last thing to do before we get out of here, 
Let's take a look at the two cards coming up. One this weekend, UFC on Fox. Not the best card that you've put together for a Fox card. I guess it makes sense because it's they just... It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple interesting things on here, but it makes sense because they just have four cards in seven days, yeah. like a week ago. <laughs> but main event, Holly Holm makes her return. After losing the belt to Misha Tate to face off against Valentina Shevchenko who just lost to current champion Amanda Nunes. Um, yeah, interesting for home to take this fight when I think she could have waited and got a bigger profile fight, but she wanted to get back at it as quick as possible. Well, it's interesting matchmaking, that's for sure. I did not see this one coming. Yeah. Who, who do you like here? You think home's going to be able to take care of business? I mean, Shevchenko's yeah. no joke. No, I'm just not <clears> bad, but I definitely think Holly Hill will this It'd be crazy if if uh, home lost this fight for she, the UFC. Yeah, just absolutely. from yeah, a money standpoint, because she's getting the shine of a headliner on Fox. They clearly think she's going to get right back to the title picture, and this will just help increase her name value even more. Yeah, they were definitely uh, probably trying to build up a Tate. Yeah, to rematch. Yep. Try to get the Rousey rematch with her. Yep, completely agree. But yeah, I think Home will win this fight. I just think it's dangerous. I think it's a lot closer than you would first think. Just style-wise, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's going to be... <clears throat> since it is five rounds, I suppose, that really goes to Home's favor. But if this was a three-round fight, I'd say it's a coin toss. But I'll go Home, for sure. Yeah, pull it out in the long run. And as we said, Edson Barbosa fighting Gilbert Melendez, who's coming off his suspension, year-long uh, steroid suspension. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. That's yeah. Crazy. He's also lost three of his last four fights Jeez. and two in a row. He lost a, a terrible decision to Benson Henderson, but still a decision he lost. And then he came back, uh, beat someone, I can't remember right off the top of my head, and then he lost to Anthony Pettis in that title fight, and then obviously... Uh, Split decision or close decision to Eddie Alvarez. Uh, yeah, that's who it was. Which was really disappointing fight because I thought that was going to be a banger and really was kind of boring. Yeah, it's another one. But like, this should be good. Um, I don't know. Yes, should be really good. I never really pictured these guys fighting because I thought Melendez would always be at the very top and Barboza would always be kind of a gatekeeper. But it's yeah. kind of they've come together on opposite ends of a. The latter. And yep. it's interesting because Barbosa is such a fast twitch striker, athlete, and Gilbert is kind of, he doesn't look like a, a fighter per se. He's he's kind he's of flabby, tough. and but he's yeah. got the skills. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I'm up in the air here. What do, you, what do you think? I think maybe Barbosa might actually pull it out just because Gilbert is on the slide and hasn't looked incredible. And look bad, and they're not incredible. And Barbosa's got the potential to look really good in the fight. Yeah, he has looked really good lately, and you never know what Melendez is going to be like coming off a suspension from performance enhancers. Yeah, for sure. But I think I'm going to go Gilbert. Maybe more what I want to happen than anything, but I just feel like maybe he needs this fight more than Barbosa needs it. 
Because if he loses his fourth out of five, that's no bueno. Yeah, uh, I just I think he'll find a way to pull it out. But I definitely would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's. I think it's like a coin toss. I think it's like a coin toss, but I think uh, I, think I, I just see Barbosa being able to maybe pull it out. Yeah, definitely the fight I'm most interested in on this card. Yeah, definitely. There's not too much else. Yeah, well, there's. Felice. Yeah, Felice Hare against Kalen Curran. Yeah. I'll take Curran. Yeah, Eddie Wilder. Eddie Wilder and Frankie Signs. Yeah, it's a fun I'll fight. Take, I'll take Herrig in that. Uh, All right. I'll take Frankie Signs over Eddie Wyland. I think he's kind of on the I'll way. Take, I'll take Wyland. Yeah, there's really nothing else here. Yeah. But the week after is UFC 201, which headlined by Robbie Lawler versus Tyron Woodley. Now, this card, this is the first pay-per-view in a while that I'm not looking forward to. Personally. Yeah, I agree. I think they shot their load with 200. And it would be better if this was a Lawler vs. Condit rematch or Lawler vs. Thompson. Because, I don't know, Tyron Woodley does not do much for me. I think he's overrated big time. Um, His biggest win is over Carlos Condit, and that's because Condit tore his ACL from (laughs) trying to run back from a leg kick or something. Uh, Yeah. Even, I don't know. I just don't think Woodley earned it. I don't necessarily have anything against him. It's just I don't. I think he needed one more big win to really get this opportunity. Just yeah, he's had to fight again. It's been out for a year and some change. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he was supposed to fight Johnny Hendricks, and Hendricks missed weight, and the fight got pulled. Yeah, it's just I don't know. He just didn't earn it in my eyes. Doesn't mean like he's still a talented guy with power and decent, good wrestling even. Not like yeah. he couldn't possibly win this fight, but I got Robbie Lawler all the way. Yeah, I agree. Me too. This, this pay-per-view is weird because like every all these UFC cards have been stacked as of late. This is kind of like... Yeah. It's not bad by any means. Yeah. But just yeah. they've been doing such a great job with the pay-per-views of really stacking the, the main cards. Yeah. I actually have been super impressed <laughs> for the past eight to ten uh, pay-per-views how good they've put them together. And this is the first one where I look at it and go, oh, really? This is it? Yeah. Robbie Lawler is prone. Especially now that DJ uh, fight fell off. Yep. That really hurt. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think it wasn't – was BJ Penn supposed to be on this card? No, he was going to be on 199. Two. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's been some fights that fell off, and it just hasn't been the perfect storm. But Robbie Lawler can make anything exciting, any fight exciting. So I would not be surprised if this ended up being some kind of crazy war. Hopefully, because Tyrone goes and flips the hammers up against the cage. Not yep. very exciting. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Really not looking forward to. It. Yep. And the co-main event. Carolina Kowalkowicz versus Rose Namajunas, which we kind of hinted at earlier. Uh, Kowalkowicz, Polish fighter in the strawweight division, undefeated. Sound familiar? Uh, no. <laughs> Joanna is I also a Polish fighter who's undefeated in the strawweight division. Um, but Carolina's 9-0. and uh, I think the winner of this fight gets the next shot against Joanna Jindrzejczyk. 
And it would be kind of cool to have the two Polish undefeated fighters fight each other in Poland. For that the would title. be awesome. Yeah. But I think Rose Namunis, and I, I like I've seen Carolina Carolina fight a couple times, and I like what I saw. But I think Rose will pull it out. Yeah, I watched some highlights of her the other day. That was too bad. Yeah, she's definitely like talented. I, I got Rose here also. I think she's just too tough and too many ways to win. Yeah, I think she's too dynamic. She could do it on the feet, on the ground. Yeah, uh, yeah. This Rose's. One of the most exciting fighters in the division. Yeah, uh, Paige Van Zandt fight was awesome. Yeah, I've rewatched that uh, a few months back. You know, another fight I watched recently, last week even, that I had never saw was Cormier versus Gustafson. Really? Yeah, and that was an <coughs> awesome fight. fight. Yeah, I actually had it for Gustafson, but yeah, I did was, too. Actually, it was hard to argue either way because it was so close yeah uh, but what else we got here Matt Brown coming back from his loss to Damian Maya against Jake Ellenberger I think he'll get back on winning track here because Jake Ellenberger just not the same guy no he definitely fell off years ago also uh, yeah I'd definitely take Matt Brown there need Matt Brown to win this to lead us to Cowboy versus Matt Brown okay. that would be awesome Eric Perez is fighting Francisco Rivera. That's a fun action fight. Um, I'll take Francisco Rivera. Yeah, I'll take Perez. Okay. <laughs> Ian McCall versus Justin Scoggins. The flyweight fight opens up to pay-per-view. Fun little fight. Again, that's like the most you could say for the non-top uh, two fights here. It's just yeah. Scoggins, he's... Been a prospect for a while. Had a couple disappointing losses and then started to look good again recently. McCall, first time fighting in a while since his loss to Lineker. Um, always been at the top of the weight class, but yeah, um, I think, uh, I'm interested in. You taking McCall? Yeah, pull that one out. It's his first fight in a long time. Yeah, I'll go Scoggins to make it interesting, and because I. Would like to see a nice up-and-comer in this division because DJ's beat everybody else, so why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, really nothing else Ross worth Pearson breaking down. Masvidal. Yeah, it's true. Pearson versus Masvidal. I'll take Pearson on that. I'll take Masvidal because I think he's a good fighter, and we already said how Pearson is just super solid. I think it'll be a good fight. Close fight, but I think Masvidal will pull it out. Yeah. Hopefully uh, Pearson bounce back from that uh, loss to Will Brooks he just said. That's yeah. a quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. But I guess it didn't take much damage. Yeah. So, yeah, that about do it. We're back. And can't wait to talk about all these fights and preview UFC 202 on our next episode. Yeah, we'll see if we get a new top championship or a new champion here. Could be. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's Brock Lesnar's music. We gotta get out of here. You can email us the Red Belt Report at gmail.com. Follow us on what? Twitter. <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> That's Brock Lesnar's music. And then I was gonna cue the walkout music from Anyway. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and we will see you later